This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, March 12th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing today? Doing well, man. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another uh, episode of the Phoenix uh, Christian Phoenix Radio Show. I'm tired, but good. How are you, buddy? I'm good. We took the day off yesterday. You had a CPR class. You got to practice mm-hmm. on a uh, real-life size person and a baby you sent pictures it was kind of weird it was kind of weird yeah the baby was riding a hedgehog uh playing a keyboard it was <laughs> as it, they it was, do it took place in some sunday school church and that's where i had to sit so that's where the baby sat all right, all right. uh but no good education good cpr first aid class and uh yeah, it's nice to get recertified and learn uh, kind of the new things they do and stuff like that so always good not like it's going to help out here in a solo place, but uh, if I'm out and about, at least I could be helpful if it calls for it. Yeah, still a valuable life skill, something that everybody should learn at some point. Absolutely. All right. Well, folks, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question from my co-host. Tony, what lengths would you go to for your favorite sandwich? Ooh, well, I would drive pretty far. That's about the length of it. Um, like if it's... Uh, there's a sandwich place that I just absolutely love, and I know it's going to go far. I guess, I don't know if a hamburger, that's a good debate if a hamburger is a sandwich, but like In-N-Out Burger, I'm willing to drive far lengths for an In-N-Out Burger. That makes sense. Like, it's right. just the thing. But but for a sandwich place, there's a really good uh, Philly cheesesteak place here in Fort Collins, and it's completely on the other side of town. So through traffic, you're looking about 15, 20 minutes, which kind of lengthy for a sandwich when you pass a, a every sandwich place under the sun to get over there so (laughs) you know and that sounds reasonable for most people well this guy's definitely not most people so a man was arrested tuesday morning accused of threatening a gas station clerk with a large knife according to mesa police officers responded to the chevron gas station near broadway road for calls about a man with a knife once officers arrived the store clerk told them a man later identified as 38 year old eric van tyne walked up to him while he was outside changing the trash can liners. The clerk said Tyne had a large butcher knife and ran at him as if he were going to stab him while allegedly yelling, I told you I would be back to kill you. 
The clerk was able to run away and got on the other side of the vehicle from Tyne. The clerk showed officers surveillance video of the encounter, which reportedly shows Tyne removing a large knife from his waistband before he approached and ran at the clerk. After the clerk got behind the vehicle, Tyne turned around and ran away. During his arrest, Tyne told officers he was angry at the clerk because he had previously accused him of shoplifting. When officers asked Tyne about the knife, he refused to say where he put it, but added that he just wants to go back to prison to eat a bologna sandwich. Tyne was booked into jail for one count of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. He's being held on $25,000 bond. Must have been a damn good bologna sandwich to... Uh, Go to that lane. It was the special prison kind of bologna sandwich, so you only could get it in prison, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, that's just ridiculous. Like, that guy has obviously, if this article is true, absolutely has mental issues. Uh, there's no way in, in hell I could imagine anybody would want to go back to prison, especially just for a bologna sandwich. You can just go make your own, and you don't even have to prison to do so exactly you know i've always wondered you know if, if i was somebody who had no other means no no way for people to help i was out on the streets and i was hungry would i commit a small crime just to go to jail to get three square meals for a couple of days i don't know i don't know if you know being put in that position i would do that but uh you know it, it makes sense yeah, if, if somebody would do that yeah i was gonna say if you're homeless i guess that makes a lot of sense uh yeah, you have somewhere to sleep, somewhere to eat, you know. So I guess it's something. Yeah, yeah. But uh, needless to say, don't threaten people with large butcher knives just for a bologna sandwich. No. Doesn't make sense. Nope. Makes zero sense. Well, folks, it is Friday. We've got a wonderful show lined up for you today. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the I don't know about you, I'm looking forward to the weekend. I'm really looking forward to sleeping in. But you know what? Not before we bring you guys good news, everyone. We have a segment called Cheeky Kids Movies. Our call-in topic today is permanent shifts. What do you expect to see the, uh, staying the same after the pandemic ends? We have a segment called Real Life Plot Twists. We round out the day with This Day in History, and Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, do not go anywhere. We'll be right back. <laughs> Subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot, fun surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media dot U-S forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it.
everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. We are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and we've got a little thing called the Phoenix Line. It is our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you assaulted somebody with a knife just for a bologna sandwich. We want to hear about it. Give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now it is the second segment of this show, and that means Tony is here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everyone. It is Friday, March 12th, and here's your Filippo Fest. Five! AMC Theaters will reopen in Los Angeles on March 19th. So that's big, big, big for California. Netflix is releasing a documentary about the last blockbuster. Ironically, Netflix is uh, one of the reasons why there are no blockbusters. Hosted by Kevin Smith. Oh, it should be good. Cliff Simon, actor in Stargate SG-1, passed away at 58 in a kiteboarding accident. Sad to see what that happened. Rob Zombie, unleashed, Rob Zombie unleashed a new album this morning, The Lunar Injection Kool-Aid Eclipse Conspiracy. <laughs> okay. That's that's what it's called. Okay, I, I'm just going to call it the Kool-Aid album. There you like, go. I just know I'm going to remember. His album, the last title albums, I have just no way I've... You could remember them. They're so long. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Tom Brady album. reached an agreement with the Buccaneers today on a four-year contract extension. That voids his one-year extension that locks him into Tampa through 2022. Uh, why, the reason why he did this was to free up uh, $19 million in salary cap to keep the team together. So all these young quarterbacks want to know how he keeps winning. There you go. He takes less money to keep a good team around them where a lot of these guys go after these big record contracts and they can't afford to keep a team around them. And then they bitch and they want to get traded and yada, yada. So just saying, do the Tom Brady model, which is also the John Elway model. You'll likely win some championships. Yep. Just saying. It's kind of, kind of simple. I but mean, it's don't be selfish. Just, yeah. That's the thing. I mean, yeah, make your money, but at the same time, once you've made that money, spread that money, you know? Right. Jeez. Anyways, um, <clears throat> we're gonna start with some movie news here. It looks like Black Widow uh, is still on track to uh, hit theaters May seventh. Disney CEO Bob Chapek has confirmed that Marvel's Black Widow does remain on track for uh, theatrical release on May seventh. Good news, everyone. Dead- Indeed, according to Deadline, Chapek touched the release of. Uh, touched on the release of Black Widow at Disney's annual shareholder meeting on Tuesday. He offered the latest update on the company's plans for the uh, Kate Shortland-directed title, which was originally scheduled to be released in May of last year. Speaking at the event, Chapek reaffirmed Disney and Marvel's intentional tensions for the theatrical rollout of the MCU movie. As we said below, words are hard on a Friday, too. As we've said, we believe it's important to put the consumer in charge and let them decide how they want to enjoy our films, particularly, oh my gosh, particularly as we navigate through the COVID-19 pandemic. We are really excited about the full slate of films we have in store. Next up is Black Widow, currently set up for May 7th. 
Um, for a while, there's been secul speculation. Uh, there has been a riff over whether Black Widow may debut on Disney Plus, with rumors accelerating shortly after Disney started to change the course with another with its other planned releases. So Milan premiered in September for $29.99. Uh, Pixar's Soul skipped the theaters and just went straight to, to, to streaming at no additional cost. And Ray and the Last Dragon did uh, premiere access costing subscribers $29.99 to stream. I'm surprised Soul didn't do that. But. I am too, but I don't think it had a big enough uh, excitement factor to get people to pay the $29.99. Yeah. No, and it was great. It was, it was a great. fantastic movie, and uh, you know, and Raya and the Last Dragon looks good too. I mean, looks the animation looks great. Heard great things. Um, but but nonetheless, uh, it's on track. So this is a good thing. I I almost feel like at this point, if we were going to see a film get pushed back, I think we would have heard that it was getting shoved back. And I think with how much vaccinations have been rolling out. Uh, with kind of some of the states lifting the mask bans, I kind of feel like this might actually stick, and this might actually be the thing that could actually really, really kickstart the theaters again. I think it's all good, and I think they should just let it happen, yeah, for not, better or worse. The only thing that concerns me about his statement was, you know, where he said he wanted to let the uh, fans guide them on how they want to see it and how they want it to be released. Well, fans have been calling for it to be released on demand and theaters at the same time for a while now. So uh, I, I, I smell bullshit in that statement. Yeah. Well, and hopefully it does do... I almost think like they should do like a one-month run in theaters. And then, you know, once you've gotten your full month of just it run, then, you know, charge your premium on demand on your service... For, for maybe a couple months after that before releasing it just to your normal library. And for me, I mean, I'd, I'd watch it both ways. I'd go to the theaters to see it. I'd pay money to do that. And I'd pay for it on premium video on demand. Absolutely. They get well, this, the is, this is definitely one of those movies we want to see. So, uh, Speaking of big movies that are slated to come out this year, Mission Impossible 7 is slated to hit later this year. Um, if I read that right. But nonetheless, it's... Uh, going to add it added more actors so director christopher mcquarrie announced several new additions to the upcoming tom cruise film which is starting to become a little along the lines of the fast and the furious with big names okay. um carrie carrie oh i'm gonna butcher these names i maybe i shouldn't have picked this story uh you can help me because I'm, I'm sure i'll filippo most of these All names carrie right. eels uh, is C it carrie elways elways is that how you say yeah. it just, just think Elway's. John Elway, but Elway's. John Elway. Carrie Elway's, Rob Delaney, Indira, Indira Varma, Charles Parnell, and Mark Gatsis have joined the film, which has been in production through 2020 and 2021. Paramount Pictures also confirmed that Greg Tarzan Davis, who stars in the upcoming crew sequel Top Gun Maverick, has also joined the cast. Six actors join an already impressive ensemble of series veterans and newcomers alongside crews. Rebecca Ferguson, Vanessa Kirby, Ving Rames, Simon Pegg, Angela Bassett, and Henry Cizerny will all be reprising their roles from previous entries. Palm Clemtiff, Haley Atwal, and Shea Wiggum will make their franchise debuts as S.A. Morales in a vis villain role, 
that was originally conceived for Nicholas Holt. There's so many names. Man. Names are tough for me. They're not. They're not the easiest thing. While a few details have been revealed about the nature of the newly announced actors' roles, Macquarie's Instagram shows that Varma, Gatsis, Elways, and Parnell in formal wear. Delaney's photograph features the actor in military uniform as well as the mysterious caption, Welcome to the community. Elways is most well-known for starring roles in The Princess Bride and Robin Hood Men in Tights. I'd also like to say Liar Liar. It's the claw! And the first Saw movie. Yeah, that's right. He was in the first Saw. Yep. Delaney is primarily a comedic actor, having just starred in Tom and Jerry. Uh, Varma was a regular cast member of Game of Thrones and cast in the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney series. And uh, they were going to do Mission Impossible 7 and 8. We're going to be shot back to back, though. Scheduled conflicts and the pandemic prevented such plans, as is Cruz and Macquarie are both attached to return in Mission Impossible 8 when it does enter production. Mission Impossible 7 is set to debut this November. So that's going to be double Tom Cruise in November, I think. Isn't that when Maverick comes out, too? If they haven't pushed they that pushed back, back again, I don't know. But uh, yeah. I don't mind. I'll see them both. You know, I've, I've yeah. loved the uh, Macquarie-directed uh, Mission Impossible movies. I think he's done the last three great movies. Yeah, and it, it kind of has done the same thing, like where I say it's like Fast and the Furious, where... You know, the first couple are like, they're good, you know, not bad. But then it totally turns into a whole different action franchise where it's just awesome. So, yeah. Well, and it's, you know, you had different uh, directors in the first three. I don't even remember who did the first one. You had John Woo who did the second one, which it was, you know, typical John Woo. J.J. Abrams did the third one. And then I think Macquarie took over from there. And uh, it's yeah. been consistent. It's been good. Um, I, I don't expect we'll see Henry Cavill back for this one. But, uh, you know, based on how the last one ended absolutely uh moving on to some tv news uh netflix is going to be rolling out something um so anybody that does this uh, might want to pay attention and i'm talking about sharing passwords a new netflix test may indicate that the streamer will attempt to prevent users from sharing accounts in the future in the past week netflix has introduced a verification system for users across multiple countries that displays a warning if you don't live with the owner of this account, you need to own your own account to keep watching. The new prompt was first reported by GammaWire. The test allows to authenticate their account through text or mail or simply press a button to verify later. It also provides the option of setting up a new account. This test is designed to help ensure that the people using Netflix accounts are authorized to do so. In its current form, the prompt will not lock users out of their account if they're using the select the option to verify later. Additionally, it only appears on TV devices at the moment. It appears the test is limited into a few markets. Um, so with that, uh, this is going to be kind of a big thing. I wonder if this is a success, if that happens uh, with uh, Paramount Plus, HBO Max, and Disney Plus. Um, you know, because I know there are families that, that do share, or maybe they split. Maybe one person pays for... You know, the, like the Hulu and the ESPN and the other person pays for the Netflix, but they share each other's passwords or something. So that way to make it a little more affordable. Um, but that's what they're cracking down on. Your take on it? It was only a matter of time. You know, I, I figured something like that was going to come along. Uh, you know, I, as far as I know, we don't have any that uh, we pull from anybody else as far as the streaming services go. So... 
we should be okay. But with that being said, I, I think that uh, for a lot of people, they're going to lose out on their uh, Netflix and their other streaming services just because they don't want to pay for it. Yeah, well, the good thing is it's not like it's super expensive, and I think you just kind of weigh in what you watch, you know? Like, when it comes time to pay for Apple TV+, Plus for me, I won't pay for that because I never, ever fire up that service. It's got great stuff, yeah. but I don't watch it. So it's not something I personally would pay for, but because I get it for free, why not enjoy it? But Netflix is definitely something I would pay for. Yeah. Um, but that is it for the entertainment portion. Let's go ahead and roll on to the birthdays. Uh, this this famous voice actor voiced Scooby-Doo. He also voiced uh, Abu Raju in 1992's Aladdin, as well as Transformers. Megatron. He's from Denver, Colorado. Frank Welker. He's 74. This guy starred as Harvey Dent. He's also known as Two-Face in the Dark Knight. Aaron Eckert is 52. This actor is known for best supporting his roles from Gone Baby Gone, Argo, The Town, The Man in Black from Lost, and Transformers, Age of Extinction. Titus Welliver is 59. And the Unibrow, who was a Hornet, is now a Laker. Anthony Davis is 28. Um, born Philip John Clapp is a real jackass. And I'm talking about Johnny Knoxville. He's 50. Uh, the worst iron... Uh, sorry, the... The worst war machine in MCU history. Terrence Howard is 52. Uh, another fantastic voice actor. He's known for his work as Raphael in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And Nerf! Pinky and Pinky in the Brain. Rob Polson is 65. Lisa Loeb wishes she had more than one hit with Stay. She's 53. And Heavenly Birthday, one badass drummer. He formed the heavy metal band Pantera and Damage Plan. Vinnie Paul, Heavenly Birthday. Rest in peace. That's your celebrity birthdays for March 11th, and I pulled from 311. So, happy birthday. <laughs> well, folks, that does do it for the entertainment news. When we come back, it is time for good news, everyone. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. <laughs> Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show and we are all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Now if you want to get a hold of me on social, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, Radio of course with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash, forward slash not slosh, slosh. Tony.sanflippo, that's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four, or on Instagram at Tony.sanflippo81. Now it is Friday, and as we like to do on Fridays, we like to take you into the weekend on an up note, considering there's so much bad news out there and vitriol and hate and you know, all you get is the negativity. We like to turn the tables a little bit with a segment I like to call Good News, everyone. So I'll go ahead and kick things off with mine. In 2009, Adam Lowey, 
I almost thought it was Adam Lowry, which is a friend of oh, ours. Oh, <laughs> yeah. While you read that, that's funny. So in 2009, Adam Lowry was working at his family's moving company, helping families pack up and move to a new home. After some time working odd jobs at the company, he noticed that many families would leave behind plenty of items, including food. When people move, they throw away a whole bunch of stuff, food, clothing, furniture, you name it, Lowry told today. And what bothered us was the perfectly good, non-perishable food that was getting left behind in the pantry or simply thrown in the trash. He started asking relocating families one question, and Move for Hunger was born. Moving's stressful, you know. It's not a fun experience. There's a lot going on, Lowey said. And we started by asking a very simple question. Do you want to donate your food when you move? Within a month, Lowey and the moving company had donated 300 pounds of food to a local food bank. It was easy for him and other movers to simply collect food and drop it off at the food bank, and Lowey said that it opened his eyes to the need in his area. I had never visited a local food bank before, he said. Growing up here in Monmouth County, New Jersey, the home of Bruce Springsteen and Bon Jovi, and the Jersey Shore, you look around and don't see a lot of poverty or food lines. And the food bank told us that there were more than 100,000 people just in our county that didn't have enough to eat. And at that point, it became personal. Since then, Move for Hunger has only grown. When it started, Lowey just used his family's company to connect with moving families. But now, the organization has established a network of over 1,000 moving companies across the United States and Canada. Many of the moving companies are partnered with local food banks. And Move for Hunger has also developed partnerships with apartment communities in all 50 states relocation management companies, and large companies like Target and Facebook to help reach as many people as possible. Essentially, we're bringing a food drive into people's living rooms every day, Lowey said. When someone gives notice that they're going to move, Move for Hunger provides a program letter that educates about local need, and the moving company will provide a box and a recyclable food collection bag. You can simply put aside your nonprofit donations, and then we make sure that the food gets picked up and delivered to a local food bank in the community, Lowy said. In addition to picking up food from moving families, Move for Hunger also coordinates large-scale food drives that aim to collect items that food banks really need while also having some fun. They're meant to be fun, but they're also meant to be strategic, said Lowy. So whether it be our Valentine's Day Spread for Love food drive, because peanut butter is one of the most requested items, it's shelf-stable, high in protein, food banks need it, and it's a really expensive product, or maybe our Shark Week food drive, where we're collecting canned tuna fish because kids like tuna just as much as sharks do. Since 2009, Move for Hunger has delivered more than 20 million pounds of food to local food banks, which has provided more than 17 million meals to individuals in need. In 2020, the organization stepped up its efforts as food insecurity increased among the coronavirus pandemic. Anytime that somebody can take out of what they're doing in their normal day to give back to people in need, it certainly makes sense, and uh, I I get it where people, you know, they don't want to take anything unnecessary like, you know, uh, non-perishable food items with them on a move. So um, what he's done with Move for Hunger is just wonderful, and that is my... Good news, everyone! That was a great story, so great that it was also my story. Was so it really? You read that. Yeah, and, and I got it mainly because the Adam Lowey part hooked me. I go, oh, it's like Adam Lowey, and then I read it, and I was like, oh, that's good. That's so, hilarious. But while you did that, there's a lot of good news out there. This one, hopefully it's good. Didn't read through it, so we'll read through it together. Um, but this one is uh, Rescue Cat Truffles wears glasses to help kids feel confident in them, too. 
A sassy cat named Truffles is helping children see the beauty in wearing glasses. Danielle Kroll and her family adopted Truffles as a stray kitten found at a church camp in Pennsylvania in 2016. She's a sweetheart, Kroll told today. I can't believe nobody else wanted her. Truffles proved to be smart, too. The treat-motivated kitty soon learned the trick sit and high-five. Soon, Kroll is a master optician and owns a glasses dispensary for children. She wondered if Trust Truffles could also learn to wear glasses to help feel kids comfort. Ah, sorry. To help kids feel more comfortable. A star was born. Uh, Kroll started bringing Truffles to work with her at a child's eyes and merchant in Mecking. Oh, wow, that's a tough sound. Town. Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. Clients are as young as four months old. Most are two to five years old. Children can feel scared or insecure about being fitted for glasses. But when Truffle struts out modeling her stylish frames, everything changes. It's just like magic, Kroll said. As soon as the kids see her, they're like, okay, glasses are amazing. Truffle seems to relish the attention. In fact, if the child is crying, Truffles doesn't run away. Instead, she sits next to Kroll and tries to get her attention until she suggests, do you want to see truffles with glasses? In one meaningful encounter, a three-year-old couldn't stop sobbing because she did not want to try on her glasses. She did just come from the eye doctor where she had drops in her eyes and lights shined in them. Plus, neither of her parents wore glasses. But when Kroll put the glasses on truffles, the child started laughing and then wanted to try on many different pairs. Her complete demeanor changed just because she saw a cat in glasses. That's all she needed. Some clients need to wear an eye patch, uh, a fairly con- it's uh, for, I always say, I, I picked the hardest things to read today for some reason. Amblopia, a fairly common childhood eye condition, where, which can make children feel self-conscious, so Truffles wears one too, where you cover up the eye to see well to make sure your eye doesn't see well before you start to see better, you feel like you're being punished. Seeing Truffles, it in it makes her feel like it's comfortable, although Truffles doesn't look like she's enjoying the picture Probably much not. in that one. Truffles, known as Truffles the Kitty Online, frequently receives messages and videos from kids who are patching. Some share they are having a hard time or their eye is better and they no longer need to wear the patch. One little girl sang a song she wrote about how awesome that Truffles is. Um, Krull shows every single video to Truffles and responds on her behalf. Uh, okay. With messages of support, sometimes she sends encouragement packages from the kitty with gifts like t-shirts, puzzles, and posters to kids who are having a tough time, such as a girl insulted by a stranger about her glasses. Truffle stars in her own educational videos. She teaches kids on what to do with glasses when they are wearing them and pulling a case towards herself or pointing and shows them what eye charts look like. She demonstrates how to pick glasses and how to wear glasses when outside. Truffles has 20 pairs of glasses she loves wearing them, but it only if they're properly fitted. The cat can remove her glasses whenever she likes, but often keeps them on for a long period and even falls asleep in them. Um, Crow hopes that people will consider adopting pets and allowing them to be who they are. I think animals are healing in so many different ways. I can tell Truffles really feels like this is what I do. This is me. Um, cute pics of the cat in glasses. The only one that the cat looks miserable in is the eye patch one. Okay. It's, it's it. it looks looks kind of annoyed, and it says perfect, like perfect. It's like covering the eye. But, you know, if it helps kids, you know, if that motivates little kids to feel more confident in wearing it, because I remember as a kid having to wear glasses. It's not fun. 
you're worried about getting made fun of and things like that because for some reason you care about that stuff when you're right. younger. Um, but, uh, you know, you can check out Truffles the Cat. It seemed like a shameless plug at the end. Uh, but uh, at the tr- Truffles the Cat does have an Instagram, so there you go. All right. That's, uh, and probably has- that's my backup good news and i didn't pre-read it so i didn't know what to expect that's all right yeah truffles probably has millions of followers just because it's a cute cat but uh, regardless she's doing good things helping kids uh you know try on glasses and i certainly say that that qualifies as good news everyone well folks that does it for good news everyone when we come back we're headed into a segment called cheeky kids movies don't go anywhere we will be right back cheeky Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. We are back, folks, to the final segment of the first hour of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. But don't fret, there's still plenty ahead with our second hour, including our call-in topic today of permanent shifts. What do you expect to see stay the same after the pandemic ends? Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now in this segment that I've titled Cheeky Kids Movies, I don't know about you, Tone, but uh, there was a shift in the mid-90s where the quality of kids' movies really went up when they realized that uh, they needed to write them for the parents just as much for the kids. And so they drop in some adult jokes in uh, movies and, and really make it so that uh, you know the, the whole family could enjoy it and that it wasn't just uh, elementary just for the kids. Uh, did you notice that same thing? Oh, absolutely. As a younger kid, I'm sure there were jokes in there that just didn't catch until you started learning about the Disney-like sexual jokes, and then you're like, oh, oh, what was that? Did they really say that? Um, But yeah, as an adult, you definitely watch some of those movies, and you're like, okay, I caught that. I know what they're talking about. Yeah, for a while, you know, kids' cartoons and and movies, they were written only for kids, and so, um, you know, they weren't enjoyable for the parents to watch. Well, that all shifted, and of course they, you know, it adds some jokes in that were a little wink to the camera, made them a little cheeky, sometimes a little dirty, and that's what we're going to run down today, our cheeky kids movies. So let's go ahead and start off with our first one. Oh, boy. So uh, in the movie Mulan, there's the joke what Mushu makes about Mulan's boobs when she goes skinny dipping and the two other guys run in to join her when he says, we're doomed. There's a couple of things I think they're bound to notice. Of course talking about uh, what they don't have but uh, that was one I missed uh, originally you know I was a little bit older of a kid but uh, didn't quite realize that he was joking about her boobs yeah I only saw Milan once as a kid so once in my entire life I've seen it that's so it I really remember that yep have you seen the live action one nope <laughs> I haven't either I've heard it was bad I've heard it was bad though oh really hm. yeah well those are coming from everybody that loved the cartoon so gotcha 
so it might not be bad if i watched it i think i tried to watch it and it was one of those i just dozed off on makes sense uh well let's keep moving on with cheeky kids movies oh boy for instance, uh, Shrek, you know, Shrek was known for a lot of adult humor that went okay. way over the heads of kids. Uh, this one in particular, the scene in Shrek 2 when Puss in Boots is caught with catnip uh, and goes, catnip, it's not mine. Obviously, it's a uh, reference to if somebody was caught with some drugs uh, for, ki- for uh, uh, cats. Catnip is basically the equivalent of, you know, pot or speed. Oh yeah, Shrek had Shrek had a lot of sexual innuendos in it, like all of them did. There was always at least each film had some sexual innuendos. Yeah, and that's what made it fun for us to watch. Like, wasn't it? There wasn't there the one scene with Pinocchio and like uh, he sees Fiona or something, and like his nose, goes, <laughs> and you're just like, I'm a real boy, or whatever. And and I was f- like. It's funny watching it with your kids because you'll laugh, and then the kids will laugh because you're laughing, but they have no idea why they're laughing. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's keep rolling on. We're talk- talking uh, cheeky kids movies. Oh, Charlie. Hot dog. For instance, uh, the flirtation scene between Bo Peep and Woody in Toy Story, where Bo-, Bo Peep says, what do you say I get somebody else to watch the sheep tonight? Woody, oh yeah. I wonder what they're going to be doing. Yeah. Little uh, bump in plastic and porcelain, I think. Yeah, they're gonna attempt it. It's gonna be tough, but they're gonna attempt it. Well, let's keep moving on. Cheeky kids movies. Oh boy! Here's one I missed as a kid. Noticed obviously when I got older in the movie Big, obviously with Tom Hanks, and uh, you know has the love interest over, and he jokes about uh, being on top of the bunk bed. And he says, "But I get to be on top." course uh you know it's a little wink to what could have happened obviously he was a kid in a grown-up body i i didn't even put that together that's oh, yeah. so funny not not as a kid i didn't i was like she's like do you want to stay the night okay but i get to be on top like i <laughs> i didn't get that i because you knew josh baskin had a bunk bed yep yeah uh fun things Fun, Fun things we stuff. miss. As a I'd kid. actually want to go back and watch that movie. Big was a great movie. That was a wonderful movie. I think uh, there's a couple services that have it right now that uh, can watch it for free, mm-hmm. or if you pay for the service. All right, let's keep moving on. We're talking cheeky kids movies. Oh boy! Of course, this one is about as cheeky as it gets. Quite literally, you have the kiss ass motion Mr. Potato Head makes when he takes his mouth off and puts it on his butt. Um, I. You know, obviously, as an adult, you know, you see that, you know exactly what's happening. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a cheeky little nod there. Yeah. Literally, it is cheeky. It's kiss my ass. Yep. <laughs> Kissing his own ass, in this case. Let's keep moving on. We are talking cheeky kids' movies. Oh, boy. Uh, Ratatouille, which I know you've never seen, Tony, which still amazes me it's a, it's a fun movie it was well done great voice acting uh you got to take some time to just carve out a couple hours and see it tone yeah <laughs> but uh yeah there's a joke in ratatouille where it makes it seem that uh, alfredo is talking about his penis he goes i have this tiny uh, little and of course he's talking about the mouse at which point the love interest looks down at his crotchular region and uh you know, it's it's one of those things that uh, you miss as a kid, but uh, as an adult, quite hilarious. <laughs> uh, I look forward to watching it one day. There one you day. go. There you go. 
It's a homework assignment for you, Tone. Rolling on, cheeky kids movies. Oh, boy. Here's one I never saw. Um, the original cartoon was a little bit beyond my time. Talking the Rugrats movie, apparently there was a circumcision joke in there uh, where one of the babies says, man, they cut my cord. The other one looks into his diaper, looks down, says, consider yourself lucky. They got something else. Gotcha. It must have been Phil and Lil because they were the twins. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I never saw the Rugrats movie. I don't know. I never did either. I, to be fair, I never even really watched the cartoon. So I know there's no, Tommy Pickles. I know there's Chucky. But beyond that, don't know much. Chucky Finster? Yeah. My sister used to watch it. So I, I've seen it quite a bit. That was okay. one of those, you know, like you had to split TV time with, with your sibling. And so um, Rugrats was the other one. We watched that and Doug okay. a lot. Yeah, Doug, Doug, I remember pretty well. Rugrats, not so much. Well, let's keep rolling on. We're talking cheeky kidsies, kidsy movies. Why am I saying kidsy movies? You know, Tony? Kidsy movies. Your words are harder rubbing off off on on you. I'm having a hard time today talking. I'm glad I have no more actual articles to to read. I just butcher them. (laughs) That's okay. I'll do it for you. Oh, boy. For instance, uh, the Scooby-Doo movie. We're talking the live-action version. Uh, Shaggy's on the plane, runs into Isla Fisher, she says, I'm Mary Jane, to which he replies, like, that's my favorite name, for obvious reasons. Hmm? Like, it's totally my favorite name, because sometimes I like to cuddle up with a big bog. <laughs> I like to rip it, Scoob. <laughs> they love sandwiches hey, and Scooby <laughs> snacks, too. <laughs> I like Scooby snacks. <laughs> Moving on, Cheeky Kids movies. Oh, boy. Here's a movie that came out, obviously, we were adults when it came out, a Pixar movie, but I think I missed this joke originally. Uh, Talking inside out, obviously, you've got the different emotions in the kid's brain, where fear says, maybe it was a bear. Disgust says, there are no bears in San Francisco, to which Inger replies, I saw a really hairy guy. He looked like a bear. Of course, we all know what the uh, connotation is on that one. Um, surprised that hasn't been uh, canceled yet with the way everything's going around right now. Yeah, don't give them any ideas. Don't want to cancel. It's a good movie. It is a good movie. Let's keep rolling. Talking cheeky kids movies. Oh, cheeky! Uh, there's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. We're talking the live-action remake with Jim Carrey. Uh, there were a couple moments in there that uh, you know were meant for adults. For instance, uh, the joke about the wife having an affair when the husband looks at the baby Grinch for the first time. Says, hey, honey, our baby's here. He looks just like your boss. Apparently not his. I, did, I didn't catch that one. I didn't either. Uh, apparently, there's also sort of a swingers party that they all attend because uh, it shows everybody's keys in a bowl, which I guess signifies sort of a standard swingers type thing. Yeah. Who would have known? Who would have known? Never been to a swingers party, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> I've never been to a key party. Moving back, to, moving back to Shrek on Cheeky Kids Movies. Oh, boy. Of course, you've got uh, the original one where it shows Lord Farquaad's castle, which is gigantic. And, of course, uh, Shrek says, do you think maybe he's compensating for something? Talking about the small size of his stature. Uh, yes, definitely. <laughs> got that one. And then finally, in Cheeky Kids Movies. Oh, boy. You have uh, Trolls, and again, an- another one that I missed. Uh, Branch says, don't you know anything about sarcasm? To which Cooper pops his head and says, I think I had a sarcasm once. 
I don't think he was talking about sarcasm. Oh, dang. Something that rhymes with sarcasm. But uh, in any case, folks, that does it for the first hour. We're headed into our long break. Enjoy the news. Take a potty break. We'll be back in about seven minutes, including our call-in topic of permanent shifts. Join us back. We'll see you guys in just a few. Seven. Fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. second hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, March 12th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, are you ready for the fastest hour of the day? The last hour of the day for us, at least uh, before the weekend ends. Yeah, and I'm super stoked because the baby storks are bringing me a baby brother. <laughs> they are. Cool, cool, cool. I always, cool, know, cool. I always know that's time. To finish up whatever the hell I'm doing on break, when I hear that, the baby storks are bringing me a brother. I go, okay, we got like an intro, and then it's gonna start. So I, I like it. My brain is trained like the order of when to do things. I'm like, okay, I've got. Okay. It's funny you mentioned so. that because I was thinking about putting that two minute uh, ad break on a rotation so that it would change it up. But then I realized, you know what? I think Tony actually goes off of that baby stork one, so maybe I won't won't touch it. Yeah. No, you can always change. I'm sure the audience wouldn't mind. Uh, but I, at least I know when they say the storks are bringing me a baby brother, it's time. But yes, I am excited uh, for to be on the last hour. And it is Friday in both real life and radio life. So I actually have the weekend off this weekend as well. So nice. it's going to go two ways. It's going to either go, I'm going to make it to Nebraska to see my friend the Yendras. And we're going to go see a concert. See Howie Spangler of Ballyhoo. That's either going to happen, or if this snowmageddon is so damn crazy bad, I'm going to be hunkering down here and playing a lot of video games, and maybe, just maybe, I'll watch Ratatouille, but there no promises. Go. I thought Egon Spangler uh, passed away. Oh, this is this is his uh, cousin, Howie Spangler. Gotcha. Okay. He went on to write really good music with some band called Ballyhoo. So. Check right, out, he's got a great voice, though. Good stuff. <laughs> Well, folks, this is the interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners and the watchers on our topic of the day, which is why we give it to you at least 24 hours in advance. And you can give us a call on the Phoenix line at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. Of course, you can comment live on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Just click into the live video there and comment. Or as we've been doing over the last couple weeks, 
on Stereo. Head over to Stereo.com forward slash Phoenix Media. It's an app you can download on your device and you can go into the queue to talk with us about whatever the topic of the day is. Today's topic is permanent shifts. What do you foresee staying permanent after the pandemic ends? How has life changed for you and how will that continue on after life goes back to normal? Tony, I know you had an idea as soon as I threw that uh, uh, topic out there. Uh, what is it for you? For me personally, what I what I see happening is when you go to amusement parks, I can always see them making you sanitize before you jump on the ride. Number one, it's easier than them having to wipe down everything after everybody goes through. It's just a squirt of sanitizer, which is annoying because some of it feels, you know, it's like soft and just moistens the hand. Other feels like, um, you know, spoogy. It's just <laughs> oh, it's disgusting. That's at least what my friend said. When she I, I, love, I love the hand motion. <laughs> Well, Gross. like when they squirt it in your hand, then it's like that gushy and it just, it's like, ugh. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, but I think that'll stick around. And uh, I think that you're going to get a lot of people that are just afraid to take the mask off. Even when they lift it, you're still going to see people with masks. And I think you're still going to see people afraid to interact with people. I think that unfortunately is going to be a side effect of it for a long time. I can tell you <clears throat> it was nice to be in a group yesterday because you had to have the mask off for CPR. It was nice to be in a, in a room, uh, to see my coworkers faces. I, you just, you sure you see in the break room, but you're usually stuffing your face or you're looking at your phone. Um, but it was nice. It was nice to have that interaction and actually see faces, you know, versus more than just the the mask and, and all that all the time. So, yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, you know, going back to the cleanliness and the hand sanitizer and things like that, I kind of see the opposite happening. I kind of think that that's going to be the first thing to go, you know, even to the point where things started easing up, people still aren't going in and washing their hands for the recommended 20 seconds. You know, they're going in, they're rinsing, they're, they're going back to their old ways. So that would be my concern of something that should continue on, but maybe won't, um, just because that's the nature of people. Uh, something that I would like to see stay permanent is the um, the gig work of food delivery services. You know, mm, absolutely. Uh, DoorDash, uh, Postmates, Grubhub, Uber Eats. I mean, so many people are not only making ends meet by providing these services. They're actually quite convenient. Yeah, they're a little more expensive than going out and getting it yourself. But that's the whole point of it is you don't have to get up and go get it yourself. You know, you pay a delivery fee. You pay a tip for that convenience. And uh, I like that. You know, I ordered Gourmet, which is a wonderful um, uh, uh, grilled cheese sandwich place here. I probably get it once a week and uh, always get it delivered. Every once in a while, they screw up the order, but you're bound to run into that for takeout anyway. And uh, DoorDash makes it so easy that if they do screw up the order, all I have to do is just write a little comment and they credit me back uh, a couple bucks towards my next order. So that is what I would like to see persist after the pandemic ends. And that's what we're talking about today. We wanna hear from you guys. What do you see being a permanent shift after the pandemic ends? When we come back, it is all about you guys. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you in just a few. Behold. 
Subscription box, yeah, but with exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, there's a box just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. Everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. We are smack dab in the middle of the interact portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners and watchers, on our topic of the day. To chime in live, head over to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Click into the live video there and comment with your story topic pick whatever it may be or you can join us on the stereo app at stereo.com forward slash phoenix media today we are talking about permanent shifts what do you see staying permanent after the pandemic ends parts of your everyday life tony was talking about uh, cleanliness uh, hand sanitizing obviously uh, the joy of seeing people's faces for me it was uh, food delivery services which uh, i think is great not only to uh, help people earn some extra income but is also just a convenience factor that uh, we sort of took for granted before now tony um anybody chime in on your end as far as uh, what they see as far as a permanent shift yeah jamie chimed in she said she would love for people's attentions to personal hygiene staying aka washing hands in the bathroom but also Zooming work meetings because then I'm not stuck in a room listening to people complain. I can just mute them. <laughs> There's always those people that make work meeting much, that much longer. That's so true. There are some where, you know, like sometimes you you found there's certain jobs you could just do through Zoom meetings. Like it's just easier to do. Uh, teaching is not one of those. Nope. I wouldn't imagine that's that's a pain in the ass. I can imagine that. Uh, but certain things, you know, I, I work in retail, so I don't know what it's like to to be stuck doing Zoom meetings. I mean, we do our radio show uh, no longer on Zoom, but uh, we did it on Zoom for a long time. And uh, they never felt like meetings, but, uh, you know, there's always a lot of haggles with it and, and things like that. Yeah, and I think remote work as a whole will sort of increase. Uh, you know, a lot of employers were hesitant because they thought that, you know, if people are working from home, they're just sitting on the couch watching soap operas, not really doing their work. But that's not the case. People are home. They're actually doing the work. They're doing things through Zoom. And uh, for employers, it could be a lot less expensive than, you know, having to lease or own a bunch of real estate just to house people for eight hours at a time when they could simply do it from home. Yeah. So that'd be good. And I don't think everybody would like to work from home. Um, I know the Yendras do, and they love it. Um, it allows them to raise their kids, have a life. I can tell you work in retail, uh, you don't 
have the luxuries of being able to do a lot of things. Whereas if I worked remote, then yeah, I could work anywhere. Then it wouldn't matter of where do I want to go in life. I could, I could, I could go anywhere and work there. But it's just you know you can't really do that. It just depends on your profession. But I agree, that's good stuff. Um, Ma- Lacey had let me know that she hopes that the contact list deliveries work and that's like when they roll up to a target uh you know they've already got on the target app they've picked out what they've wanted all they have to do is just go to the pickup target employee comes out loads their car they're on their way they don't even have to go walk around you know and i think that's that it's good for them too because then you don't overindulge you're not going inside target and buying a bunch of things you probably don't need you're sticking to your budget (laughs) there you go on your way and plus it saves a lot of time um so that's always a great thing and i know costco's testing in new mexico the contactless delivery so interesting um yeah. not sure how that how that's gonna work but uh but well do that and the contact yeah the contactless delivery uh, also applies to the food delivery services where it's great. They just stick it on your porch. You get a little text that your food's there. You open the door, you grab it. You know, we've got two dogs that uh, are nosy as hell. And so, you know, before when somebody would deliver a pizza and then you had to try and keep the dogs back while bringing in the pizza and then signing the piece of paper was just a pain in the ass. Now they just drop it off. You open the door, pick it up, and you're good to go. Yeah, it's simple. It is. Uh, anybody else chime in on your end, Tone? That was all I've got. Um, that was all uh, I was able to rally up for our portion. All right. So, well, there is still time, folks. You can always comment on our Facebook page uh, with your pick for what you would like to see stay as a permanent shift after the pandemic ends. But in the meantime, what we're going to do is we're going to go back to our fun, fun, fun stereo roulette uh, as we've been doing over the last couple weeks, and. <laughs> Grab random people, see what they think. So let's go ahead and uh, get into the first one. Maybe the second one. It's funny how uh, people just kind of cycle through. Hi, you are on the Christian Phoenix radio show. We are talking about things you would like to, uh, and then they move on. You know, they don't even give us a chance to uh, give the intro. All right, let's try this again. You are on the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. We are talking things you'd like to see stay permanent after the pandemic ends. What would be your pick? Maybe we've got a butt dial. All right, let's try this again. That was scratchy. (laughs) We were talking. Senior scratchy. (laughs) We're on the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and people just keep moving on. Yeah, you'd think they'd stick around a little bit. All right, this is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. We are talking about things you would like to see stay permanent after the pandemic ends. What would be your pick? I would like if I, if I could stay home from school every day and then I could do my my homework in my pajama jams because I want to I want to watch WandaVision all day long and and then want too much. Okay, <laughs> goodbye. Yeah, we're gonna keep moving on. All right, this is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. We're talking about things you would like to see stay permanent after the pandemic ends. What would be your pick? Hmm. She don't know. We were talking about like food delivery service, remotely working from home, uh, hopefully people's cleanliness. Uh, anything come to mind for you? Well, I'm in the military, so 
I I'm in and out, so like. All right. Well, um, I want to see Joe Biden again. All right, all right. Well, we appreciate your service. We thank you for chiming in. Oh my God! We're gonna keep moving on. <laughs> all right, you're on the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. We're talking about things you would like to see stay permanent after the pandemic ends. What would be your pick? Boy. <laughs> I made a radio show. Maybe on the next one, don't say you're the Christian Phoenix. <laughs> Boy, you know, when we're talking about video games, it's a lot easier. And then all of a sudden, yeah, we talk about real world issues and nothing. Freaks them out. Exactly. Yeah. How are you doing today? How are you, man? I'm good, good. So we are talking about things you would like to see stay permanent after the pandemic ends. What would be your pick? Wow. <laughs> boy, you know, some days it's just gold. Other days, uh, boy, you get stuff like well, this. It was funny. I was going to mock, but then like he started talking. I was like, oh, I'll give the guy a minute. Exactly. But, nope. How are you doing today? We're talking about things that you would like to see stay permanent after the pandemic ends. What is your pick? Okay. Um, what the God, What's your pick? First of all, yeah, we were talking uh, like uh, food delivery service. You know, the fact that it's employing a good number of people that it's convenient for us. Uh, hopefully, uh, the the cleanliness of folks continues. Um, things along those lines. Zoom meetings. Love doing my okay, job yeah, in my but... underwear. Okay. Um, but but food, food during the whole pandemic, food food companies have done pretty well for themselves, if you think about it, because there's been a lot of door-to-door delivery service. Yeah, in fact, a lot of uh, restaurants have almost completely gone away from dine-in service that they're allowed to do to just pure delivery, takeaway, all of that, and uh, making pretty good money at it as well yeah definitely but the thing is is like i think for me i miss that interact that human interaction of actually seeing someone bring take bring food to your table do you know what i mean i miss that interaction yeah that uh, di- oh, absolutely that dining experience is wonderful you know uh having waiters and you know here in the u.s uh even that's sort of going by the wayside where you know you pay you can order on little kiosks and uh you know we're losing that human interaction more and more which is it's not good because obviously people's mental health like i think a lot of us yeah there's social there's social media yeah social media is cool but we all need that um human interaction I couldn't agree more. Well, we appreciate you chiming in. Hopefully you drop us a follow and can chime in at a later date. We are going to move on. Thanks, sir. He, that's, that was the guy that reads the news, like on the seven-minute break. Right. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was Anchorman. And I think we've got time for one more. We're talking things you would like to see staying permanent after the pandemic ends. What would be your pick? What? Uh, things that you would like to see stay permanent after the pandemic ends, like food delivery service or Zoom meetings, uh, cleanliness, those sorts of things. Alcohol. <laughs> wow. 
What? Alcohol. What? <laughs> what? What are you talking to Stone Cold there? What? Alcohol. Oh, hell yeah. Pretty sure he said alcohol. But you know what? I think that's a good point to uh, put that segment down. <laughs> you know, some days we get... Oh, today's, man. Today's. <laughs> Sometimes we get really good interaction. Other times we get just pure nonsense. We had one good one in there, but uh, that's the way it goes. Oh, yeah, the newsman, because he does the news on our seven-minute break. Yeah. <laughs> what I'd like to do is... Okay. <laughs> in any case, folks, we're headed into our next segment. Not before the break, though. Uh, Real-life plot twists. Don't go anywhere. We'll be what right back. <laughs> Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. And there's a little thing that we talk about a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever, including our call-in topics of the day, which is why we give it to you 24 hours in advance. Hopefully you'll call, leave us a message, uh, and then uh, you know maybe we don't have to run into quite the uh, stereo roulette uh, whammies that we had today. You know, sometimes it's great, sometimes it's not. But uh, the Phoenix line is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, Monday's call-in topic is what skill do you wish you had if you basically were given the opportunity to magically have one skill could be playing the guitar could be woodwork could be any skill whatsoever but instantly you get it what would it be give us some thought to it leave us a message on the phoenix line and then join us back again on monday as we run through that topic that's a good that's a good topic that's actually a really good one (laughs) and uh, there was a reason that i thought of that which i'll reveal when we uh, actually cover the topic on monday but in any case let's get into our next segment which is real life plot twists now i love movies but uh you know i was a student of film went to film school studied uh, screenwriting story structure things along those lines which unfortunately means i'm not surprised by a lot of movies these days unless they've got a really good plot twist that i didn't see coming which makes them some of my favorite movies, for instance, uh, The Usual Suspects. That was one that got me out of left field. I love that movie because I did not see it coming. Well, in this case, we're talking about real-life p- plot twists. People uh, where you know something in their real life happened to them that uh, really turned the tables and uh, was a surprise to them. And uh, there's some really good ones. In fact, uh, this was derived from uh, Jimmy Fallon. Uh, did a challenge and that's where people chimed in on so that's what we're going to utilize we're talking real life plot twists let's go ahead and get into it this from twitter user jessica kane says was in the car with my driving instructor instructor to get my permit was at an intersection car made a rolling stop past a stop sign and drove past us instructor points do not do what that guy just did. I looked over at the other driver. It's my dad. 
That's pretty funny, man. That's pretty good. <laughs> and that's what we're looking at is, you know, things that uh, are going one way. And, of course, it takes a hard left turn or, in this case, a rolling stop through a stop sign. But uh, let's keep moving on. Real life plot twists. Twitter user Kyle Hates Life says, My sister left a sandwich in the fridge with her name on it, but I decided to eat it anyway. When I opened it, I saw it was just two pieces of bread with a note that said, You suck, Kyle. That. He must have done that before. I'm sure. You know, the, the sister anticipated that uh, her sandwich was going to go missing. And uh, sure enough, her anticipation paid off. Let's move on. Real life plot twists. Twitter user Luke Hunter says, At my wedding, the minister called in sick and sent a replacement, but it was my wife's first husband. Yeah, that's uh, never good. Yeah, that's (laughs) not awkward at all, I'm sure. No, not at all. Not at all. (laughs) Let's keep rolling on. Real life plot twists. This from Twitter user Marley Schowler says, When I moved, I kept hearing my name being shouted, but every time I looked around or out the window, I saw no one. For months, I thought the house was haunted by a ghost, but it was actually my neighbor calling his dog, which had the same name as mine. I wonder if she was our neighbor, because uh, we had a dog named Marley, and sure enough, we would would yell out the door, Marley! And it was just like... Yeah, I don't think that's. Oh, they call me. I don't think that's that... more of a coincidence, right? Like, yeah, than a weird plot twist. That's more of a coincidence. Yeah, and some of these are, you know, they're not all gold, but uh, you know, there are some good ones. For instance, this one Twitter user hard to follow says, applied for a job that was anonymously posted, ended up being with my company for my position. Oh. That. Well, in all fairness, you were trying to leave. Uh, you were looking. Yeah, yeah. You were you weren't a hundred percent in, so it's a crappy but way to damn, find that, out. That that would suck. Yeah. Yeah, it, crappy way to find yeah. out you would have been fired. Yeah. <laughs> let's wow. keep let's keep rolling on. We're talking real life plot twist. This from a Twitter user named Jimmy Fallon. Fallon. Oh, Jimmy Fallon. Okay. <laughs> Says my friend. Had I never. A- I've never heard of that guy, have I? My friend had a fake ID that he used at the same bar for over a year. He went there for his 21st birthday and smiled as he showed them his real ID. They kicked him out and banned him for life. Yeah, I don't think you get credit for... If you've been going there, yeah. Yeah. That's not not good, yeah. Uh, Let's keep moving on. Real life plot twist. Twitter user Trisha Mott says, On my way to meet a date, I almost hit a guy with my car in a parking lot. He walked to my window. I thought he was going to yell at me. Nope. He said I was beautiful and asked me out for a drink. Bailed on the other dude, and the guy I almost hit is now my husband of 11 years. Again, that's one that probably falls more under coincidence as opposed to plot twist the plot twist would have been if that was the guy that she was supposed to meet on the date now that's that would have been a great plot twist and in fact in turn that's really shitty of her on one hand great on her that she found the love of her life but that poor dude that showed up on the date was excited to meet this girl and then gets ghosted 
Dude, that feeling is shitty. So yeah. Oh, there's a follow up here. It says uh, the guy I was supposed to meet was named Tony Sanfilippo. Sorry, oh! Tony. Oh. That bitch. <laughs> Let's keep rolling on. Real life plot uh, twists. My friend and I... That would have been the part. <laughs> yep. My friend and I were at a Michael Bublé concert in Minnesota. Bublé. We were by the stage and trying to take a selfie with him behind us on stage. As we were doing it, he ran down some stairs and jumped right in behind us for the photo. All right. Nice guy. They're just showing off the fact that they had front row seats at a Michael Bublé concert. That's... <laughs> yeah. That's all that is. Yeah. Well, let's find another one that is a true real-life plot twist. Twitter user Stargazer1321 says, My friend, while in college, thought she was pregnant and asked me to go to the clinic with her. While there, I also got a pregnancy test done, I guess for shits and giggles. No real reason to. It turned out I was six weeks uh, pregnant. She was not. Now, the crazy thing is, is that would suck if the one girl wanted to be pregnant and had been trying to get pregnant only for you to be the pregnant one, because then she can be bitter. She can be pissed. Yeah. Like, you didn't even want to be pregnant, and you are, and I wanted to be, and I'm not. The fact that they were both in college makes me think that neither of them probably wanted to be pregnant. No, I doubt it. Just uh, goes to show people, wrap that tool. Yeah. Let's keep rolling on. Real life plot twist. Twitter user dude from Berg says me, mid thirties, male and bar talking with attractive early twenties, female going well, lots of laughs as her party was leaving. She said, you're cute. Are you seeing anyone? And I excitedly said, no, she said, because I'd really like to introduce you to my mom. Bummer, dude. Ouch. To be fair, though, when you're in your 20s, people in their 30s look like they're ancient. Yeah. <laughs> That's tough. Are you saying we look ancient in the eyes of the 20-year-olds? We do. It's sad. Okay. Yep. Yep. Oh, let's keep going. Real-life plot twist. Twitter user Panic with Anna says, In 2001, there was a fatal train crash killing 10 passengers. I was supposed to be on that train to go to a job interview, but the night before, I fell over, broke my wrist, and spent six hours in the hospital. So I had to cancel the interview and never got on that train. I bet she was never so glad to have broken her wrist. Yeah. Well, it's one of those. It's just, I think that's just luck, too, you know? It is. And you hear about that with like plane crashes or, you know, people um, during 9-11 who were supposed to be on one of those airplanes or in the World Trade Center. Um, It's luck, but uh, fortunately for them, they were able to escape that. Yeah. Let's take a look. I think we got time for a couple more. Real life plot twist. Twitter user Popher4321 says, my dog followed me to school. I went in and ordered him to go home. We met in the auditorium and suddenly kids were screaming. My dog had made his way under everyone and found me. I thought I'd be in big trouble. Instead, principal spoiled him all day long. Yeah, just a fun story. Not really a plot twist. <laughs> that was, that was, yeah, that was, that was just cute. <laughs> Let's keep rolling. Real life plot twist. Dancing Monsters says, 
was convinced our son was an only child after years of secondary infertility, fertility treatments, IVF, and more than 10 miscarriages. I'm now 43 and eight months pregnant with a perfectly healthy natural surprise baby had actually just bought us this onesie, which was titled Plot Twist. Had it written across the chest. Ooh, spoiler alert. (laughs) And then finally, in real life plot twist, I think this one may come straight out of a movie. Twitter user Sarah Mbezi says, My car was broken into and the thief stole my pocket knife. I gave a detailed description to the police because the knife was a gift and meant a lot to me. I thought I'd never see it again, but it was my knife that finally connected this thief to a string of thefts. That's well, that's good. That that was a good crucial piece. I mean, like they were able to find it and more, and you know, stop the person that was doing all the thief. So, of course, the that's cool. Real real life plot twist in that case would have been if this user was actually the thief using their own knife. Ooh, see, I like it. See? Well, folks, that does it. We are headed into our final segment. Stay along for the break. When we come back, it is time for this day in history. We'll see you guys in a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Well, we did it, folks. We made it to the final segment of the final day of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on this Friday because we're headed into the weekend. Very much looking forward to it. But if you missed a portion of the show or want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Yes! 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 Supercut. Supercut of yeses. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think. And tell your friends. Because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Which is why we give you this segment each and every day. Drop a little knowledge on you. Hopefully make, make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. Christian Phoenix. Thanks, Siri. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. I no. tried to I tried to catch it right when it said with your host, Christian Phoenix, Carol Baskin. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately your soundboard's on a little bit of a delay sometimes, so Yeah. The way it goes. Doesn't always work. No. Doesn't always work. That's all right. Well, let's kick things off this day in 1455. The first record of Johannes Gutenberg's Bible, letter dated this day by Ania Silvio Piccolomini, refers to the Bible printed a year before. Wasn't Johannes Gutenberg in the Police Academy movies? He was. (laughs) Johannes Gutenberg of the Police Academy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, no. that that When I hear hear Johan, I think Ghostbusters too. Yonish. Yanosh. <laughs> Yanosh, yeah. 
Hey, Nina, the baby, hey, baby. It's Vigo. Hey, where, where you came? <laughs> Let's move on. This thing's 1737. Uh, astronomer and physicist Galileo Galilei's body is moved to the Church of Santa Croce in Florence, Italy. It amazes me that some astronomers were ostracized by the church. Others were uh, ingratiated by the church. For what? For looking up in the sky? Yeah, what was so offensive about that? Right. Showing that the universe didn't revolve around Earth, that the Earth wasn't just a couple thousand years old. Yeah. Ah, craziness. There's more to it, man. Yep. Oh, I have a reason to celebrate this day in 1894. Coca-Cola is sold in bottles for the first time in a candy store in Vicksburg, Mississippi. I love me some Coca-Cola. Wow, that's a fancy, fancy bottle too, huh? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously the iconic bottles came later that you think of with Coke. This first one sort of looks a little like a uh, milk jug type bottle. Yeah, it does. Well, and the fact that it says Candy Co. Vicksburg Miss... Yeah. Coca-Cola wasn't a, you know, a brand name quite yet. And then I wonder if there's any truth to the uh, thought that uh, Coca-Cola was originally made with cocaine. Yeah, uh, I remember hearing that. Yeah. The early, early stuff, yeah. yeah. Worth diving into, probably. Let's move on. This day in 1904, Andrew Carnegie establishes the Carnegie Hero Fund. Of course, he was an industrialist, a philanthropist, had a ton of money, quit being a businessman just so that he could concentrate on doing good things. That's good. I'm sure they named Carnegie Hall after him, huh? They absolutely did. Let's move on. That's not a common name. Speaking of good people doing good things, this day in 1912, the Girl Guides, later known as the Girl Scouts, forms in Savannah, Georgia, by Juliet Gordon Lowe. Then Juliet's hot, too. She kind of looks like the Wicked Witch of the West in the uh, um, Wizard of Oz. Come on! Scouts, who's going to be a brownie today? <laughs> Come follow me in my top hat. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. All right. You will sell cookies for the end of days. <laughs> Let's keep rolling on. This day in 1930, Mahatma Gandhi begins his famous 200-mile protest march against the widely hated British salt tax. Boy, in his frail condition, 200 miles, that's a, uh, that's a long way to go. Especially just a protest. We're not paying taxes. I'm going to do a, a 200 mile march. I will march 200 miles. I shouldn't pay so much to season my steak. I shouldn't. Because it's salt. Oh, steak sounds good. Yeah. yeah, it does. Oh, moving on this day in 1963, the Beatles perform as a trio. John Lennon is ill with a cold. I'm sorry. I can't play today. I feel sick. Hachoo. <laughs> uh, Yoko right. told me I shouldn't play because Lu- I need my rest. <laughs> Luckily, that was before he met Loco. Uh, that was before Loco, Loco, Moco, 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 Ono. That's on Moco Ono, Booger Ono. Exactly. Uh, here's one for our Lady Friday. This day in 1974, Ted Bundy victim Donna Manson disappears from Evergreen State College in Olympia, Washington. Her body is never found. Fatality. Friday loves Yikes. her silly serial killers. Hi, yay, yay. Uh, this one makes me think of uh, the movie 
Yes Man. No, not Yes Man. Uh, Jason Segal, Paul Rudd. I love you, man. I love you, man. This day in 1977, Egyptian President Anwar Sadat pledges to regain Arab territory in Israel. Of course, that's what uh, Jason Segal named his pug, because it looked just like Anwar Sadat. <laughs> I kind of see it now. Let's move on. Uh, hey, another one for Friday. This day in 1980, jury finds John Wayne Gacy guilty of murdering 33 people in Chicago. Fatality. Yikes. He's the one that dressed up like a clown, right? Yeah, he did. That's terrifying. That's... He's frightening. Yep. Let's move on. This day in 1987, future NBA superstar David Robinson scores 50 points in an NCAA basketball game, which uh, was huge at the time. Now it's, you know, you see NCAA basketball games that are like 150 to 149. It's ridiculous. But... That but the fact that then. he scored 50, that's impressive. Yeah. It is. Uh, let's move I on. I like David Robinson. He's I did a good too. Player. Yeah, was with the Spurs for a long time. This day in 1989, the 15th People's Choice Awards, Dustin Hoffman and Meryl Streep uh, win for Dramatic Motion Picture. Bill Cosby and Felicia Rashad win for TV. Of course, um, my guess is they probably wow. reclaimed that award after they found out uh, what the monster that uh, Bill Cosby really was. I couldn't believe it. I remember how big in the 90s he was as far as being the family man and how he was America's dad. Hey, we'd like to talk to you about the things that you say on your show. No. <laughs> definitely Kmart. Definitely, definitely Kmart, Brian. Kmart. Uh, definitely. Yeah, you know, the Bill Cosby's fall from grace was epic. Much deserved, but... Uh, it is sad to see that somebody who was touted as America's dad uh, was doing just such horrible things. Yeah, it's crazy. Moving on this day in 2002, the animated film Ice Age, directed by Chris Wedge and Carlos Saldana, with voices Dennis Leary and John Leguizamo premieres. Uh, you know, we were talking about cheeky kids movies earlier. This wasn't one of them. It was about as wholesome as you could get. Um, fun movie, not quite on the caliber as like Disney Pixar, though. No, definitely enough to spur a ton of sequels, though. Oh, yeah. It's almost to Land Before Time level at this point <laughs> oh, with the sequels. Oh, my gosh. Those things just kept going. Right. Moving on, this day in 2012, The Hunger Games, directed by Francis Lawrence and starring Jennifer Lawrence, premieres in Los Angeles. That was a good movie I series. I now pronounce The Hunger Games. Katniss Everdeen of The Hunger Games. <laughs> uh, uh, you, you should be in the were, uh, the next sequel tone I should I used to do that to my sister She was big on those movies And I would say that The uh, Hunger Game thing all the time She'd always be like Shut up <laughs> But I really enjoyed the movies I only watched them because Because of her we sat And I watched them with her And I was like Oh these are actually pretty good Yeah Go yeah. figure They're very good I enjoyed them And then finally This day in 2019 I don't want your life Operation Varsity Blues, dozens charged in the U.S. college admission scandal by U.S. federal prosecutors, including actresses Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman. No, oh, Aunt Becky should have just, I mean, she did some hard time, man, like a, like a month yeah. in prison. And if she just fessed up to it from the beginning, she would have had far less time, though I think she deserved more based on the way she treated it. In any case, yes. folks, let's run down today's holidays before we head out for the weekend. <laughs> 
where we go through the things that we like to celebrate. For instance, today is Girl Scout Day. Of course, uh, for obvious reasons, uh, the formation of the Girl Scouts was today. Today was middle name Pride Day. I sense a thing. Charles! <laughs> All this week, uh, there was something related to names. Speaking of big names, National Alfred Hitchcock Day. Wonderful, suspenseful movie director back in his day. Let me Hitchcock cock cock. <laughs> It is National Bake Scallops Day. I'm going to pass on that. <laughs> yeah, it sounds not fun. It is National Preschoolers Day. It is World Against Cyber Censorship Day. I can uh, get behind that. It is National Working Moms Day. And it is yeah, National Mom. Plant a Flower Day, which you won't be doing, Tony, because it's going to be snowing there for you. It's going to die. There's no point. Exactly. Well, folks, that does it for shows this week. Join us back on Monday where we've got a whole new slate later shows lined up for you. Enjoy the weekend, and we will see you all later. Survive Snowmageddon. Peace.